Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Meteorologist Ed Russo here, and we've got two others from the first warning weather team. Who could be behind the weather doors? Well, I'm behind door number two, Steve Knight. <laughs> and... I guess I'm behind door number three, <laughs> Stacey Hanrahan. No, I was just trying to take uh, the number two position and save door number one for you. Well, Steve, oh. Steve, your your position is pretty important because you're you're back at the station now and making sure yeah. everything, all of our computers are working, and you have all this extra responsibility. I do. It's like the weight of you know the first warning weather team world is just on my shoulders. How I'm able to somehow <laughs> somehow carry this weight. Uh, it's I eat my Wheaties every morning. And he, yeah, and he's there all night, all night long, making <laughs> all night sure long. our systems are running. Yes. We got to put you on the cover of the Wheaties box. There you go. Yeah. I'll, I'll, Do they still make Wheaties? Me. Yeah, cover me yeah. sleeping on my cot. They still make Wheaties, yeah. Oh, all right. Whatever happened to Corn Pops? Remember that? Gotta have my oh, Pops. Oh, they're there. They're corn Pops there. are still there. Corn Flakes the are still there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going way off schedule here. Okay, we are. Like yeah. We always do this, and now we've done it within two minutes. <laughs> So we were talking about Sally, which was just coming through uh, south of here, which we could have used some of the rain. We didn't get anything. Zilch. We had a cold front and a tropical system really close to us, and we got no rain. That's hard to do. Yeah. And like you said, we could have used some of that uh, that rain from Sally. We've gotten to a point now where I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it, Perry County is now included in the counties that are at least uh, getting concerned about drought. Yeah, I believe in what we would call our viewing area. Perry should be Perry, Mifflin, and Juniata. Right. Yeah. Because York and but, Lancaster. I mean, but we're all pretty dry. Yeah. Yeah. And York and Lancaster have definitely gotten some rain from, well, Isaias and then a couple uh, more rain events after that. So the southeast part of the viewing area is, quote, wetter, but still everyone is dry now because we've been, we haven't seen rain in what, over a week? Yeah. Honestly, in though, watch, you know, watch what yeah. you ask for because the tropics are so active right now they are. that one of these are eventually going to head our way. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, some some breaking news here on this podcast because I was just looking at a few things before we started just to make sure we kind of had everything. It's changing so rapidly in the tropics, but uh, we now do have Wilfred. Uh, but Wilfred is the storm that is way off uh, the coast of Africa. So that one is still way, way out in the Atlantic. But we've also got another one, uh, which as we sit here right now is Tropical Depression 22. Yeah. Wow. In, yeah, in the Gulf. In the Gulf, exactly. And uh, we're going we to have to go to the Greek <laughs> alphabet, right? Yep, that would become yeah. alpha. Wow. Well, I, I have a question for you guys. I'm going to put it on the spot, put you on the spot and see if you know. Because I recently just learned this. How do you retire? Let, let's say one of the Greek alphabet storms was really bad. And you know how they retire the name of a really oh, big yeah. storm. How do you retire um, a storm from the Greek alphabet? Because let's say there's another active season. We have to use alpha again. But how would you retire that name? Wow. Just uh, maybe you just retire. You do retire the name, and and then you hope that you never have a season where you get all the way through the, the Greek. In other words, if an alpha is that bad, you just say, okay, uh, if we ever get there again, we start with beta. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, like that's... baseball teams when they re when they retire the number six, 
it means nobody can ever again be number six. Well, so. that's what that, that's kind of what I, how I was thinking about it. But they don't retire Alpha; they call it Alpha Twenty Twenty. So that's Good. how they refer really? to it. Yeah. So wow. let, let's say there was a there was a major hurricane Alpha this year, and hope there, hopefully there's not. But there's major Alpha, a major hurricane Alpha next year, and the one this year was retired. They'll still use Alpha, but they'll refer to it with the year. So Interesting. That, Good idea. So Alpha. I mean, Alpha 2020 just has a real bad ring to it. It sure you know, does. It doesn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that's associated with 2020, 2020 has yeah. a bad ring yeah, to it. Yeah, just it, yeah, it just has that extra punch. Yeah, so, let's face it. So yeah, there's yeah, you know, and it, it's certainly possible. I mean, you know, we right now we, we're right now pretty much in the thick of what is normally peak uh, Atlantic hurricane season. So you know, we still have a, a ways to go. And uh, people may recall that, uh, for example, Sandy struck in October. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we see bad ones. You know, I think they're a bit hazel, and some of the historic really bad ones were in October. So, you know, it is kind of a alarming. Wilma, now. I think, was in October. Yeah. Yeah. We still have. No, we got a ways to go. Yep. Yep. And October... and because it's 2020, we might as well extend the season, you know, to January 1st. <laughs> right, right on through the holidays. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to laugh about it. It's not funny. It's not a funny situation, but. Well, look, I mean, as, as warm as some of the uh, temperatures have been in the Atlantic, uh, you know, would I be surprised if we, you know, had another at least tropical depression or hurricane into November? I wouldn't. No. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, yeah. you know, Gulf so. of Mexico is like bathwater. So, well, that's my other concern with, with tropical depression 22. You know, these storms, you know, the Gulf of Mexico is big, but normally they hit land before they have time to really, really blow up. But. I mean, look at Laura, look at Sally, look at uh, Michael from a couple years ago. I mean, the Gulf has just been so warm this time of the year that these storms have so much energy. So just a day or two over the Gulf, they can go from a strong tropical storm to a Category 3 hurricane in 48 hours. Well, you know, Sally, I think, is a really good example because last Friday, you know, I was sitting in this very chair and and, um, there was – murmurings that perhaps what was going on off the tip of Florida uh, was going to actually, you know, get to a point where, you know, maybe there could be some formation, but it was like, eh, maybe like a little pie in the sky by Saturday, that narrative had completely flipped. And it was like, wow. Okay. But, and by Saturday it was like, this is likely to become something that's named. Okay. Well, we'll watch it. You know, it'll probably, you know, maybe it'll be, maybe it'll get to be a, a tropical storm. And like from Saturday, I mean, this wasn't one that, you know, we watched come off the coast of Africa and make its way across the Atlantic. And for days we were talking about the forecast cone. I mean, this this thing basically got, you know, on the front page for every meteorologist in the country, more or less on Saturday. And by Wednesday, it's making landfalls a Category 2 hurricane. Yeah, it kind of snuck up on us. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you know, like Ed was saying, you know, the Gulf, of course, it's yeah, it's big but on a scale of of a storm moving through it you're right it does hit land rather quickly but with the jet stream moving further north and less you know steering agents basically that's all it takes like you know give it a half a day and 
there's plenty of fuel there in the warm water. That's all it takes to ramp these things up. Yeah, that that that's a good point. It doesn't take long. No. And we've seen that so many examples of that in the Gulf of Mexico recently that, you know, anytime you have a slow-moving storm like this tropical depression, which it looks like, Steve, it might do a loop-de-loop, you know? Yeah, that's Texas. the current the current guidance is like loop-de-loop and then right now the – and, you know – I'm going to get something updated here probably in about a half hour to 45 minutes. But currently it looks like loop-de-loop. And then like Tuesday, it'll be sitting right off the coast of Texas as a tropical depression. However, I would submit to you, look at Sally. And, right. you know, there's there's certainly, uh, you know, a chance that it, it, could, it could strengthen even more in those warm waters, potentially make landfall, <sighs> you know, if I, if I had to bet right now, somewhere along Texas to look, Louisiana is going to be dealing with this one by the middle of next week um, as it eventually, you know, will will work its way more inland. Coriolis effect, not mm -hmm. much yeah. there to steer it right now. I was looking uh, long range and it, I just don't see anything strong coming through that part of the country that would, you know, blow it out or, and even then it would have to, it would have to be, you'd have to thread the needle to get that thing out of the Gulf and have it not hit land. Right. I don't, <laughs> oh yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And yeah, I can't, can't exactly yeah. move move east. Don't haven't seen yeah. that before either. So, yeah, it's going to yeah. They will impact land somewhere probably next week. So we'll just have to wait and see. And one other thing, um, these these are the ones that always make me nervous because this is what happened uh, with Lee. It wasn't quite positioned in the same spot, but Lee was a, a golf system that you know did not you know work its way off the coast of Africa and we you know we're, we weren't coning Lee for days and and going oh you know it was like literally it was like you know 5 days there was this formation and it became named and remember Lee never even became a hurricane and then Lee came uh, on shore uh, not actually too far from where Sally did and but worked its way up the coast, and we just got ourselves never seen anything like it. Hope I never see anything like it ever again. Lee caused you know the great flood of 2011, mm -hmm. where it just set up shop, and the rain just started training uh, over top of us with nowhere for it to go. It was just the perfect scenario, nothing to push it away from us, and basically it just wrung itself out over central Pennsylvania, and that was you know the second worst flood on record. Yeah. You yeah, know, so I get nervous. You look at these and you go, ah, you know what? You're always concerned about the United States, but then your second concern always is selfishly, well, what's it going to do here? Is it going to affect our weather at all here? Of course. Which we could use the rain. It'd be nice if we got a tropical system that, you know, brought us like, you know, two to three inches of rain. That'd be great. Spread out over a day. Right now, we could use it. What we don't want is 11 to 16 inches, Lee. <laughs> you know? So right. there you go. Yeah. Right. And so much of that, even though, you know, you've been in a drought, still when you get that much rain within that short amount of time, most of it runs off anyway because the ground doesn't have time to absorb it. So, you know, that that's why even in drought conditions, you can still get flooding like that with that amount of rain. Yeah, especially flash flooding. And, you know, the thing is, it's a good point, Ed, because we would be in better shape right now to handle, let the, you know, pie in the sky. But. If 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 a lease scenario was to happen right now, we would certainly be in better shape to handle it. If if you guys remember, and I know Ed, you weren't here, but you do your research. We were already having a really wet year in 2011. It had been a really yep. wet spring. I mean, we we were not, we were way over in terms of where we should be. And I, I 2011, I I want to say 75 inches, give or take, was you know the the 
ending total of 2011 rainfall wise, which is the all time record here. But folks that lived through it have told me like, you know, grandparents have told me that uh, it was a similar scenario with Agnes in that Agnes, we were already, we had a, had a really wet spring and a lot of the creeks and streams were already running pretty high and running pretty swift. And then, you know, Agnes is always referred to as a hurricane, but you know, by the time it got here, it was actually a tropical storm. And uh, that obviously was the worst flood back in 72. But uh, that was also part of the problem was we were so wet leading up to it. Right. And and, and I had and I actually had a flooded basement in March of that year. Of 2011. Yeah, 2011 wow. in, okay, in a, yeah. an old house that we had been renting um, and, you know, in Susquehanna Township, like nowhere near rivers, just the right. runoff from the mountain here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I forgot so, about that. Yeah. So remember how right before we started this podcast, I told you guys that I was waiting on a delivery? Yeah. My doorbell just rang. So I'll be right back. Okay. okay. Well, Ed and I, I think we'll we'll carry on. We'll All muddle right, Steve, through. Steve, time to talk about Stacy. Yeah, here. Talk about me. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, considering it's probably um, the Christmas presents that she's purchased for me, you, and Tom. Um, uh, yeah. No uh, wonder this is such a monumentous occasion in her life i know she forgot to get us all something last year so i think she's going all out this year (laughs) right exactly i'm expecting let's see it's a big delivery she's nervous about it um what do you i think we're probably each going to get our own gigantic solar panel what do you think yep yep yeah or windmill maybe yep (laughs) at least at least a windmill and a solar panel each of us to power our own home Exactly. Renewable energy. Right. Renewable, renewable energy. So we were talking about uh, the possible formation of 22 and maybe heading up into Texas and Louisiana. The, the, the current depression. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that's really surprising, though, because I know we just because I know it, we, we knew Wilfred didn't form yet. But that's that's where I was expecting the next name storm to be. But so was I. In fact, I was talking about it on the air this morning, thinking I think this is going to wind up being Wilfred. But obviously, you know, the one that's just off the coast of Africa has really gained some strength here. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's you know, we're basically guaranteed to go into the Greek alphabet now because I think so. I think with without a doubt, we're going to go into the Greek alphabet. And, you know, we'll have to see if, you know, any of these storms, any of these systems, you know, bring us anything of significance here, you know, uh, moving forward. What are you seeing when we look at locally here at the uh, second half here of September? So it looks it looks super dry cooler than normal i mean we're gonna see lows this weekend dip down into the upper 30s low 40s yeah that's just that floors me yeah those those outlying areas i mean we went from such a hot summer to flipping the script and that front that's moving through i think it's still kind of pushing through but it's it's going to get rid of that smoke from the western wildfires that's been 15 to twenty thousand feet up so we should have more of that deep blue blue sky over the weekend i think once that front kicks through finally yeah and you know i've had a lot of people uh ask me and i i know you were talking about this i saw you on the air last night you know people saying well you know it's it's been pretty obvious to see that that smoke it's like smoke and haze i've been calling it smaze almost but <laughs> smaze that's good yeah smaze have you seen it um, referred to that way before uh it, <laughs> 
full disclosure, I think a lot of times that's what they talk about uh, in the early mornings out in like L.A., San Francisco, where they have the pollution. Yeah. They talk about smog and haze, so they call it smaze. Steve, you could have just said uh, you made that up, and I would have totally believed. I could have. I, I, you know, I, I, I try, I try to keep it real. Try to keep it honest. <laughs> yeah, but you're an honest um, guy. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, you know, people have been asking, you know, if they're having all of these issues with air quality out west, and it's been pretty obvious to see that smoke in our atmosphere here. Like, why aren't we having uh, air quality alert days, or why is it there, you know, uh, concerns about our air quality, which are good questions because there are, you know, obviously a lot of folks that uh, are a little compromised when it comes to dealing with that type of a thing, have, you know, any kind of respiratory issues and, or, you know, the elderly, the young. And it's because, as you were saying, that the smoke itself is so high up, 10, 15,000 feet up, that, uh, you know, it's enough to, you know, obscure. Or block slightly block out or filter the sunlight, but it's uh, it's not anything we're breathing in here. Thankfully, down at the surface. Right um, now, rainwater when it rains with smoke like that, the rain does have a more of a pollution in it than it would if the smoke weren't in the sky. But we haven't had any rain, so that's not an yeah. issue either. Yeah, that certainly hasn't been an issue. And, and speaking of which, uh, you know, long range here. Um, not seeing a whole lot of rain for us here second half of September. No, it looks like high pressure could uh, be fairly dominant. Yeah, and, and, and October historically, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but that can be one of the drier months, barring any tropical yes. system. Yeah. So, you know, we're already dry heading into what can be one of the driest parts of the year, so that's not exactly a great recipe there. Yeah, and then it remains to be seen. One of the things that always helps if we get a significant time. snowpack and uh, – you know, that's a long way down the road. That certainly remains to be seen. Yeah. Stacy, are you back? Yeah, I think she's I, back. Um, sorry about that. I knew hey. that was going to happen. We planned this all week, and then that, <laughs> you know, when you are waiting for a delivery for, you know, a specific time, and the window is five hours, of course well, it would be during our, our podcast. Yeah, and Ed and I were talking. We, you know, we, we certainly, you know, we understand. Uh, we excuse you. We know that this was a very important delivery because we're we're 99% sure that these were large packages that contained the Christmas presents that you bought for Ed, Tom, and myself. Yeah, because we know, we know you forgot last year. Um, right. So you're going. Well, I'm making up for it this year, yes. yes I remember so you you're promised You're making up to. for it this yes. year. We really appreciate that, so. We're happy to hold the fort. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Ed and I were thinking about how solar panels and windmills must come in really big boxes. They do. Yeah. They do. This is this the 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 delivery actually came on it on a on a large um, tractor trailer. Oh. You guys unloaded that fast. Yeah. 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 Well, there was a dude. That's what he does for a living. Yeah. There you go. Trust me, I just supervised with my mask on. Uh, That's funny. So we were talking about uh, September, Stacy, and and not seeing a whole lot of rain coming our way anytime soon. And how October traditionally is a little bit of a dry month to begin with. Right. Yeah. So honestly, unless we get one of those, you know, we get a rogue tropical storm. You yeah. Know, that, that that's how it happens. And you know, I left, and you guys probably finished up talking about. Lee and Irene, but, you know, not only did we have the long-term flooding, but we had the flash flooding on that Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, with the – that can be ex- exasperated if that was to happen again uh, because of it not being able to absorb into the ground because we're so dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I would think Flash all would that be area. real. I think even even if we got like uh, you know three to four inches of rain, I think flash flooding would be a, a big big problem around here. You know that short term one day before everything you know goes back in, but because ground is uh, rock hard right now, and um, just in general, I think uh, anymore it doesn't take a whole lot. That's a whole other discussion about how we've developed land around here but it doesn't take a whole lot for there to be flash flooding anymore well the the, the one other thing we're going to touch on briefly before we before we go because i know steve you got to get ready for the noon and stacy you have you have things to do Um, packages to wrap i do (laughs) a little early but uh yeah i I don't have anything to do i'm I'm useless some uh paper (laughs) yeah all right um, but we were going to, you know, a, a lot of people still head to the beach this time of the year. Cause you know, it, it's not crowded it's September. It's, it's the air's cooler. The water's super mm. warm. I mean, I was in the ocean last week in Cape May and Stone Harbor area. And I had to stay in the water to stay warm because the air was chilly. This was, yeah. this was Tuesday, I think. So, yeah. uh, this weekend and early next week are going to be really, really, really treacherous in the water. We've got you know, a northeast gale, which is going to develop this weekend, followed by um, hurricane swell from Teddy. And this is going to be even bigger than Paulette. So yeah. rip currents. I know lifeguards are still at some beaches through the weekend, but as I always say, stay dry when waves are high. You want to avoid. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, getting well, into the water. Um, when we're, and they're, they're, they're already coastal flood advisories for portions of Delaware, Maryland, and Jersey. So... Yeah, to your point, Ed, I was in Ocean City, New Jersey last weekend, and, it, you know, that was the first weekend after Labor Day, and uh, most, there were they were sporadic, but a lot of areas did not have lifeguards, and they were advising people not to get in, but of course, you know, people weren't paying attention. And, you know, the crazy people, the surfers, Ed, yeah. of course, they, <laughs> yeah, they were out there. You're talking about I'm, Ed, yeah, right? Right. Yeah, a lot of, I saw a lot of, a lot of guys in wetsuits, my man, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, but it's 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 dangerous. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing, it's something to avoid you know, for sure. I, because... A disclaimer here, you know, I I've gotten very involved in this water safety awareness, especially out in South Bend, where I worked previously, because I surf. Because I've seen people get like swimmers get be mm. out there or get caught in something they shouldn't. And you know, uh, boards are the surfboards are flotation device. So you know, we're out there essentially with a with a flotation device that is that you're tethered board. to, right? Exactly. Yeah, and we're tethered to yeah. it. So. You know, when you think about it, you know, big waves are, are, that's what we do. So without them, you can't surf. But yeah, with experience, with proper level of experience, you know, it's, it's an activity you can still do. But you always have to get into the water with the, with the, uh, with the vision of caution, you know, knowing yeah. the risk. You know, a lot of swimmers don't see the danger until they're already in it. They're already caught in that rip and they're too tired to swim. So yeah. swimming especially you know, when you don't have any flotation device with you, it's going to be right. real treacherous this weekend. Yeah. Good yeah, advice, Ed. Good sharks. advice. The sharks? Yeah. Yeah, Ed, I always wanted to ask you, did you ever come across one? I, well, a few years ago, um, Avalon, I was surfing. This was probably like 10, 15 years ago. The water was super warm. So we were getting, we were getting, you know, sharks coming from further south, like bull sharks, which are typically warmer water sharks. So I don't know what kind of shark this was, but I was separated about 75 yards from a group of surfers who were further north than me because the current was taking me further north. 
So I was by myself and there was this real nice wave coming and right behind me, I see this fin just come out of the water and it cruises along the surface. So it's not a porpoise or a dolphin. You know how the fin kind of arcs up and then goes down? Again, yeah. this, this fin, this dorsal just kind of cruised. And when you see the entire dorsal fin, you also see the tail. And I was seeing about eight to 10 inches of this dorsal fin and no tail. So I wasn't even seeing the whole dorsal. So this was a big shark. And I had to get out of the water. And the only way for me to get out was to paddle over where I just saw the shark. So yeah, that was, I, I caught this awesome wave. I didn't even stand up because I just wanted to get to the beach as fast as possible. And then I, I did get back in again a half hour later uh, with the larger group that was further south. But you know, you know they're there. You know the sharks yeah. are there. They just, sometimes they don't make a huge showing like that. Yeah. But, that was uh Ed, stay with the group Ed. yeah and you know your, <laughs> your chances will be better yeah your, right your breathing just gets like i was having trouble breathing because you're just you know how when you get scared like that or you get you're frightened panic. yeah it's hard to concentrate on anything but yeah it was uh you know they're there but and most of the time that they're, they're not gonna bite and even when they do it's oftentimes I'm a, they're mistaking you for something else so, well, I will say yeah. this. This is another interesting thing. <laughs> you have thing. a board and a wetsuit on. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, the problem, so all the wetsuits I have are gray, dark gray. And scientists actually think that the gray, dark gray, even black wetsuits are attract these kind of sharks to surfers because they've mistaken them as a seal because of their color. Yeah, mm. obviously. So maybe I need to wear like a... A green suit or a time for a neon yellow. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say I get yellow. a bright yellow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I lived when I lived in South Florida and I was actually in the Coast Guard Auxiliary and we did a lot of stuff with obviously with water safety and um I had a white one and I always thought, you know, this isn't any better than than grey or black. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I don't think you're gonna be mistaken for a seal though. Well they don't get them in South Florida anyway, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm not going to make fun of myself. Uh, I was mistaken for a sea cow. <laughs> is that, I doubt it, Stacey. Is that a manatee? Yeah, it's manatee. Another word for a manatee. If I wore a white wetsuit, I'd be mistaken for the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. So uh, the, the Ghostbusters would roll in trying to get rid of me. <laughs> oh, that, that's funny. But on that note. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. Great discussion. We'll have another podcast next week. And as always, thanks for listening. And we'll uh, see you next week. You're listening to It's Raining Mets. <laughs>